0: What's up, little biscuits and sun dried tomatoes? It's your boy, Eddie Collins.
1: Guys, this is Justin Brown.
0: A mere of medium popcorn niggas spoiling the movies. But we're not really spoiling this movie because it came out uh, in 1994. Nine uh, but mm-hmm. to help us break down this movie, we're incredibly excited to have this guest on, Chantal Anderson. How are you?
2: What's up, guys? I'm good. I'm good.
0: Did I pronounce your name correctly?
2: You did. Boom, boom, boom. Brandon's <laughs> getting
0: better, everybody. Listen to that.
1: One point for Brandon today. <laughs> One point, point for Brandon.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, how uh, how are you How are you doing? Are you in L.A.
2: right now? I'm in sunny Inglewood. Okay. Uh,
0: Inglewood. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got some beautiful cafes over there, man. I spent many, uh, many days just chilling, having some good coffee. Just people watching Black folk. It's great. <laughs> people, people watching watch- Black <laughs> folk. Because you don't really get to do that. Like, you know what I mean? You don't really get to do that anywhere, like, in America. You got... Is always like either. I mean, Brandon,
1: or... you've been to Harlem, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's not black people watching no more.
1: Well, yeah, not anymore. But it, well, you you missed the time where you could people watch black folk. I had to go uh, into in the park
0: to people watch black folk, and that was not a apparently that's not a safe thing to do. <laughs> um, but
2: is, it, is that the same park where like Karen called on the black guy when he was like with his dog? That's that Central Park. That's Central Park. Okay. Yeah, that's Central got Park.
1: Yeah. Black folk. <laughs> in, a, 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 like we there, but you got to go up towards Harlem for us to be up in, in that part. Got it. Got hanging it.
2: Hanging out. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Now, are you a West Coast native?
2: I am born and raised in LA.
0: Interesting. So, okay. why did you pick "I Like It Like That," which is like a New York staple for a lot of our audience? We'll talk about that in a little bit, but this is a very New York movie. Like, what did yeah. you choose? I like it like that.
2: Well, I hadn't watched it yet, so I wanted to do something that I hadn't watched yet, okay, and fair. also, um, you know, it, a little bit of uh, the culturalisms of where the family came from. I kind of resonate with, like my my family's from the islands, and my grandma's from Cuba. So, like, okay. I thought it'd be really interesting to see, like, how my people's lives in New York back then, which I don't think is that different now, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. That's dope. Cause um my wife really loves this movie. She's half Puerto Rican. Well, she's she's fully Puerto Rican, but she's dark skinned, so a lot of people just like call her Afro Latina because she has you know poofy hair, similar to um Lissette's daughter. Remember the mother in law is like, I don't comb nappy hair. I was just like, That's the yeah. That's the colorism that my wife has experienced mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, and that likely yeah. unfortunately our kids will probably experience because they're gonna have this texture. Naps so- on naps on naps, baby. Yep. Naps on naps on naps. i will tell my kids be like, especially my boys be like, Hey, you know what daddy used to do? He used to texturize his hair. That's not a cool thing to do no more. But you know <laughs>
1: You know Daddy had frosted tips. He, Chantal, he did. Brandon, he used to have
3: frost first all, tips. First of all,
2: first of all, everyone <laughs> had frost tips once upon a time. Not
0: me, not me. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Fucking in Not part. black men. In sync, united <laughs> yesterday for the VMAs, and I, I have immediate flashbacks and cold sweats thinking about why I tried to frost my <laughs> frost tips, and my mom tried to do it twice, and she failed both times. It was not a. Anyways, I like it like that. <laughs> it takes place <laughs> in the South Bronx. <laughs> Now, what's interesting for me when we watch this movie is half of this plot. And I don't know Chantal if you've ever seen this movie Honey, starring Jessica Alba.
2: I did, yeah. But a so lot of this sure plot, this is She was a dancer, right? Yeah, but a
0: lot yeah. of this plot, Honey stole. It just they incorporated dance. They mixed dancing with you know like uh, PR for artists and stuff like that. It's, it's very yeah, and out.
1: and instead of like an authentic uh, New York accent, they gave us a terrible New York accent.
0: Oh yeah, Jessica Alba did not do the New York accent right.
1: Yeah, that was horrible. Can
2: I, can I just say though, watching because I watched this, I I watched this movie last week, and watching it recently is so interesting because like some of the shit that you couldn't get away with now was like so blatant in, in that movie. I was like, oh my god, they got away with that, but then I had to remember like when this was filmed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like but- I know we'll get into it, but like there was just so many things where I was like, oh, clutch my pearls like yeah. oh okay <laughs> but it
0: was also like incredibly progressive for 1994 I mean you had the transgender yeah. sister Alexis yeah. played by Jesse Barrago, yes. who did a fantastic job for uh, mm-hmm. Blood in Blood Out and I remember like when I first watched this a few years ago I was like wow that had to be like really impactful to have that representation because it's not just like a tertiary character like she is a prominent character throughout the story right always yeah. having mm-hmm. sets back even though LaSette keeps coming at her because I guess on the the punching down trajectory, Lissette feels like that's one of the few people she can actually have a little bit of you know power over not power but like be able to like come at you in an insulting way because she kind of I, like, I don't struggles with that.
1: So I don't necessarily think it's that. I think it's more of just like the sibling thing because you know as a as, you know you have you have your sibling and then you can say, this shit to your sibling that nobody else can say to your sibling because your family. Like, so I, I mean, like that, you have
2: no sex, no sex appeal or whatever she said. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just, an, you're just an a
1: sexual person. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: that, that whole thing, you know, talking about that. She has no tatas, uh, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, like that, th- that whole going back and forth. Well, yeah. The fact that the whole block says it is nuts. That was terrible. <laughs> is nuts. Well, if if the if somebody, <laughs> if somebody, if somebody said to my wife hey you ain't got no tits and it's one of my friends that friend would be holding his eye no because i'm a black
0: man because earlier ass. like uh, chino said that she had no ass like he was teasing her about having no ass so like every she's getting and it then, from like, everywhere. yeah yeah she's mm-hmm. it everywhere so that's also
2: that. kind of like hood culture like yeah, we're known for just ragging on people because it's yeah. kind of like we just Downfall on everyone's like insecurities, but also it's like no one's gonna clown you better than me. Mm-hmm. So then when you yeah. go out to the real world, it's like, I wish you would say something. I've heard it all, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very true.
0: I mean, Very everybody true. knows their business. I mean, we open with them loudly fucking, and then her telling Chino to come because there's just too much noise and she can't feel right and stuff. I was just like, this is a lot, but also the Well,
1: but here but here's the thing though. Here's the thing though about that scene. It, 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 he's looking at the clock and he's just like, I'm holding out as long as I possibly can. So he's he, he's he's holding on to the nuts. So he's not giving it to her on purpose. Right. So and then it seems like and then he's also cheating on her with somebody else. So basically he's making her feel like he can, that she can't uh, please him. And then he's sleeping with somebody else on top of like he is just a Chino was on that bullshit this entire film. Oh, yeah. Like, I I caught that from the beginning. I'm just like, wait a second.
2: Yeah, Chino was definitely on some light skin type shit. Like, (laughs) absolutely. Like, what? Only
0: like yeah. 10 people he will sit there and like try to time out like how long it takes them to come. That's crazy. I mean, he was already like on the bullshit, but as soon as I mean it was hilarious when he got a lot to him. He was like, girl, everybody looting. I'm just gonna get you this radio. It's gonna be fine. And then immediately it comes to him being in prison and crying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, That was funny. That was yeah. really funny. But then when he got, you know, uh spiteful because his friends were dumb giving it telling him the rumor that like his wife is fucking to do. I mean, it was shady to get dropped up at 4 a.m. in the morning in a Corvette or a Lamborghini or whatever, but you know, yeah. no one asked her, Hey, what's that about? They just speculated. So they're telling yeah. him this thing and he already got the little carrot hanging that if I admit that I'm Maggie's baby daddy, that her dad will bail me out, and he just goes for it, not thinking about the consequences of what that's going to do to my wife, to my family mm-hmm. that I already have, to like hurt my wife's standing in the community, as well as to, given that Maggie's already like kind of giving Lissette shit constantly, he doesn't think anything through, right? And that's why he always gets into some bullshit. And it's just really all I know
2: is that all I know is that that has major self control because I'm telling you, if my friends were there and they made some crazy lie about me, like fucking some dude and dropping me off at 4 a.m. in the morning, everyone would have had these hands.
1: Hands. Hands. (laughs)
2: Everyone is getting, I don't even care if you didn't say Getting these hands, because I refuse for you to sit here and, like, demonize me for something that I didn't even do. And you didn't even ask questions. Yes, I agree, 4 o'clock is a little sus, but it's none of your business. (laughs) Find your business to drink some water.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, but also at the same time, uh, Chino's friend, who also happens to be the father of um, uh, what's the other girl's name? Maggie. Maggie. Uh, uh, Maggie's uh, Maggie. Uh, Maggie's child. Um, Chino. Uh, Chino's. Fr- w- w- I-, I can't remember that kid's name. Uh, but but uh, Chino.
3: Uh, what's
1: that? Angel. Angel. Yeah. Angel. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> so so Angel and Maggie were the ones outside that saw them come pulling up. So they conspired with this immediately, because Maggie. Uh, I, I'm. I'm I saw it I said okay Maggie is this is her opportunity to throw in doubt into uh Chino's mind and then get and, and then get um and get Lizette on out of there. That you I think him. that's all it took. And the fact is that Angel going ahead and letting Chino think that that was that that was his child knowing full well that he was the father did he uh, did he know yeah. Yes.
2: He okay. knew.
1: Yeah, okay. he he knew. Yo, all of the hands. Yeah, all but, of the hands. But here's How also he,
0: here's also the problem, and I get it. Lissette is in a relationship where she has three kids with this dude. You know, it's tough out here. She at the end she gets fired because her her shitty boss is like, "Oh, you think I'm not good at sex and I'm uncomfortable?" So
1: no, Be- he doesn't fire her.
2: Yeah, I don't he think
1: he fire. did. He doesn't fire. Her. I
2: think he almost did, and I was, and that's the part where I was like, "Whoa."
1: some of the things that they got away with in this
0: movie were not quite yeah, safe. Yeah yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Even though no,
1: Griffin Dunn why, plays the video like at them. the end. Yeah, oh, okay. A- Cause I wrote,
2: but I was also like, uh,
0: Chantal, I'd love to hear your uh, thoughts on that. I don't know if you're uh, attracted to men, but uh, I'd love to hear your perspective on Griffin Dunn, because this is like the third project I've seen with him where he's getting like s- attractive women. And it just doesn't make sense because there's nothing about him that like screams swagger to me, even confidence. It feels like an actor playing someone who's supposed to be confident. What are your thoughts?
1: Like, I feel like that character should have been played by Boris Kudrow. Ooh, that would have been sexy.
2: Wait, who are we talking about? Is that the boss? That's
0: the, the, the white guy. Yeah. Stephen Price. Yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, honestly, the industry that she was in, typical stuff. I mean, I work in the same industry, and I see that guy going after exotic girls every single time because their life is boring, and they couldn't get them before they had their high-rise executive jobs. So I actually think that the character was perfect. Like, I think, yeah, I think he played exactly who he was supposed to play. He knew exactly what he was doing driving to the Bronx 4 a.m. in the morning, because even before he gave her that ride, he was like, the Bronx? You want me to go over there, but you know, Mm. again, guys will do whatever they can when they're in that position, knowing that they can get the woman that they want. They'll do well. They'll do whatever they can to flex. They're on some Drake shit, so you
0: know. (laughs) Oh shit! I didn't know that. Uh oh! I didn't know that was Rita Moreno who played the mother-in-law.
3: Yeah.
2: Damn. Okay.
3: That's who who was
2: gorgeous and still is, but was gorgeous. Yeah.
0: shout out to lauren velez who's having a hell of a comeback uh, lately she's in a lot of projects and also plays a uh, miles morales's mom in the spider-verse movies now i know that's like i didn't know, realize that yeah yeah you know so that's the voice that goes with uh you know mrs morales that justin and i have both said um was very nice
1: yes yeah she she liked our fire um I, and she's a cartoon so who cares uh, but i always love lauren velez for from uh, new york undercover you guys remember that cop show? New oh, York I Country?
2: remember that show. Yeah, that used to be them. the show. Yeah,
1: yeah. She she was um she was the the female cop in the duel. uh, mm-hmm. well in the trio in the trio. In the trio it's yeah. like she was. I I loved her on that show.
2: She was kind of like the mean mugging Latina before. What's her name from Fast and Furious? Vin Diesel's jump oh, off. Oh,
1: um, Michelle Rodriguez.
2: Yeah, doesn't she kind of give you like Michelle
1: Rodriguez vibe before Michelle Rodriguez? Y- yes, but not as but not as hardened, not not yeah, as hardened that she, she was. She played it a lot softer because it's the eyes in the
0: eyes. Yeah, it's the eyes. Yeah, it, it's the she eyes. Has very yeah. soft eyes.
1: Yeah, But she um she was dating uh, Torres in the show in new york mm. on the cover before he eventually gets killed off <laughs> spoiler alert for him.
0: well that happens <laughs> like after <laughs> season
1: one or something right it oh,
2: was pretty- that yeah. late?
1: <laughs> no, no no he was on for like the first like two or three seasons okay, yeah, I and then they, they killed him off and then they brought in tommy for martin and then he <laughs> i whole remember thing. tommy well,
2: he was a detective or something right
1: yeah no he what? became their new boss
2: Okay. Yeah. Dang. It's been a minute
0: since I. Yeah. Rest in Gosh, power. Uh, Told to Tommy. Oh, now we yeah. know he actually had a job.
2: Oh god.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is written and directed by Darnell Martin uh, in her filming um, filmmaking debut, and she was the first African American film uh, female filmmaker uh, to take home of a film produced by a major film studio. Huge, huge nice. uh, precedent, right? But then yeah. you know, based on our producer UBS research. She was also blackballed because she had a huge falling out with the film studio Columbia, because she objected to uh, objected to the uh, the title change and the fact that they marketed her film as a romantic comedy in the vein of Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, th- there was a lot of issues, and so she was blacklisted by the industry for speaking out against racism, misogyny, as well as like butting heads with uh, Columbia Studios, which at the time was very very huge. Was a big power yeah. player, uh, mm-hmm. the Hollywood uh, studio system, which. Fucking Hollywood, right? That's that's what this business is, you know. It's
1: there we go, baby.
0: Because our we're gonna read our patriot thoughts in a little bit, but like a lot of people talked about. Oh man, this was like a this was the shit back in the day, back in the day. So this had a huge. But she, got,
2: Blackball, she got blackballed. She got like for ten years, and then she did Cadillac Records, which people said that they hated that movie. But I love a good music drama.
0: Well, here's the thing, Adrian Brody is a weird looking guy and it's mm-hmm. hard to watch a movie where he's, kind I don't know. It's, it's like a, if he's not playing an asshole, which he kind of wasn't kind of like records. It's like, but like, I don't know. It's tough because the material he's doing now, I've said the past two years or so, it's like right in the vein, like succession winning time. Yeah. Like that's some good yeah. shit. But like when he went back yeah. then, like it was after he won the Oscar for the pianist. I think he got a little bit too arrogant. And I think that that's what made him incredibly unlikable. And if it's just like me following him and Beyonce's character, I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah,
2: that's what everyone said. Pretty much, Beyonce's character didn't do
1: it for them. Well, she, she's mean, had no. some struggles. Be- Beyonce acting shouldn't do it for anybody. <laughs> I mean, See, <laughs> I didn't say any of that because
0: I'm I'm seeing Beyonce in a few <laughs> weeks. I don't want that smoke at the, Listen, at the concert. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want no, hold on,
1: no. like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, me, uh, Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce is a phenomenal uh, uh musician, a phenomenal uh performer, dancer, everything, all of those things. But acting is not her cup of tea, and it's okay to say somebody's not amazing at everything because Beyonce is terrible at acting. So <laughs> <But> you <laughs> didn't like is. her
2: in you didn't like her in Obsession oh no that movie was
3: nuts
0: (laughs) can can, can you see the eyes (laughs) where do I go Shane to hell (laughs) or you can go to four seasons and I was like
3: oh
0: boy I'm Foxy Cleopatra I'm a whole lot of woman (laughs) she might as well have said that 40 times in that film it would have been just the same performance And we've also reviewed Carmen to Hip Opera we've tried to give Beyonce a chance on this podcast yeah it's, it's kind of gotten rougher because of the trajectory, like the way we bounced around her filmography.
1: Yeah, B, stay away from acting.
0: Do everything yeah. else but acting. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, people out here trying, you know, but speaking of music, the soundtrack of this movie was fire. Oh, yeah. 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 The soundtrack was dope. Even though I some know. of it was on the nose, like when they're fucking in the come baby come like plays, I was just like, all right, guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, this is the 90s,
0: baby. i did write down as someone that used to have really noisy neighbors above me like that shit these these, this family would be the worst kind of neighbors to have
2: oh yeah oh between the
0: three kids and how loud they fucking i mean i get why people were throwing glass bottles at their or their apartment window and shit
2: well i mean and this was like the bronx so i'm assuming that where they were was it more like projects or just more hoods uh,
1: uh, south bronx south bronx so south yeah. bronx is basically like the bronx bronx
3: <laughs> the bronx, bronx Bronx. can you explain that for
0: someone who's not into York native though that's like that's just very vague so the, Justin. so uh, the bronx is the bronx this, and the bronx bronx So like what no
1: are no, you no. In a so, what are you talking about <laughs> so the south bronx is like the iconic part of the bronx where like the Warriors and all like like all the crazy New York stories. It's like oh, okay. hip hop came out of the South Bronx and and Absolutely. all of that. So it's like um, uh, there was something oh like oh Jennifer Lopez she comes out of South Bronx. That's because she needed to do something to get out of those situations. Like the seventies mm-hmm. South Bronx looked like Baghdad. Oh yeah, like actually into the eighties, the South the, the the South Bronx looked like Baghdad. Actually, I have a, a wonderful story about the South Bronx. My uncle lived there, and uh, so I grew up on Long Island. So I grew up in the suburbs, but my uncle lives in the South Bronx. We're up there. We're hanging out at the at at, at you know, the apartment. There, there was um, there was a bodega right downstairs. So my cousin asked my uncle's like, "Hey, can we get money so we could go to some buy something from the bodega downstairs?" He's just like, "Yeah, give us the money." So we go to walk out into the hallway. I'm first. I open the door. My cousin runs in front of me and puts his hand on my chest and then looked out the door and looked both ways again from the suburbs. We look both ways before we cross the street, not step into the hallway. So he's like, "Okay, we're good. We make it about halfway down the hallway before a fucking crackhead crab walking and foaming from the mouth chased us back into the apartment. Oh. That was the South Bronx. In the- that sounds like the zombie <laughs> apocalypse, nigga. That
0: don't yeah, say any kind of neighborhood.
1: Well, actually, no, that was the early 90s. That was the early 90s. So, like, that's what the South Bronx uh, was. So, like, very rough neighborhood. But, like, you know, obviously a, a high Hispanic concentration. And, like, yeah. people there, like, it's, it's a very close-knit com- uh, community. So everybody knows each other. Depending on which block you're on, your block, everybody takes care of their block. But
0: it's definitely a change like, if you were oh, to yeah. go to the South Bronx now, it would probably looks significantly different. Listen, they're, they try to I
1: gentrify justified. that shit, and they're, they're calling it So Bro to get the white people to move there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they're, it, they're calling, like, things like North Harlem, Noha and shit. Like, yeah, they're just making up things to make it more yeah. appealing for white people because they have to go further and further out of Manhattan now because all the properties are. too damn expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 fucking crazy what's happening to the gentrification. city.
1: Gentrification,
3: <laughs>
2: which by the way, I'm for gentrification. If you still consider the community, like the way they're gentrifying Inglewood, like our mayor is still blacky black black black, and you can't start a business here without being a resident in Inglewood for like I think three years. Nice. So mm. like it makes sense because like you can see the movement that they're doing to make sure like the people that live here and from here are first before all these outside people come in. But like. If they're just gentrifying just to get people that's been here and that creates the culture in the community, like, I'm not for that. Cause, like, where's the culture? I'm not yeah. moving into some new city where people don't know what the city's about or what the culture is about. So that's crazy. Exactly.
1: It's funny. I was at a wedding uh, in DR and I was talking to a woman who happens to be a, a teacher at a school in uh, Brooklyn and, like, you know, not so great parts of Brooklyn. And she was just like, yeah, these, you know, now it's gentrified. All you have these new people move in and they're saying, wait, hey, the school's supposed to be like, oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> That's not how it works here. It's like, you may have bought that house for, you know, uh, $3 million, but you're zoned in this school and how this school works and why people are not happy. Oh,
2: that makes me so happy and sad at the same time, but more happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know they're gonna do some, you know they're gonna do some fuck shit though with that school yep. once their like, kids are of age or if they're not already, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. Um, oh yeah, they're gonna change it up. But uh, I like it you like that.
2: Put them and somebody, and they
4: change a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do we think Chino's doing now? If like this was like a real couple, right? What is Chino up to now? And how's his son doing? Because his son definitely is gonna have his son has a list. And he's checking it twice. Like when he's older, he's getting revenge on that whole fucking block. Oh, he is going to yeah. fuck up his dad publicly. He's playing the long game because yeah. when your dad, first off gets mad at you and throws you outside the apartment, butt naked and embarrasses you and traumatizes you like that. Then this is after he's gone to jail and you know mm-hmm. that he does some mm-hmm. fuck shit because all the kids are telling you that your dad's a bum. Then mm-hmm. he beats you in front of all your gangster friends because you're mm-hmm. finally doing something to provide for yourself because you see both of your parents struggling and you're like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. He beats you in front of the whole hood, then beats one of the gang leaders. It's like, you, there's no coming back from that. He just can, like, he can simmer for a while, but there's no doubt that that kid is going to do some bad shit to get revenge at some point.
1: Not necessarily. You don't same, think so? Uh, a lot of that so same shit happened to my, my that older candle?
0: brother. <laughs> That's your older brother? A lot of that same shit happened
1: to my older brother. My older brother <laughs> Troy, I'm calling you out nigga. <laughs> my older brother Troy, he did some bullshit at school, and my mama came up there to school and whooped his ass in front of his class.
2: That's happened to me.
1: Yep. It, oh it's it's completely different kind of parenting. Completely different kind of parenting.
2: Never it, again. It,
0: it, yeah, yeah, you can't like, do that it, no more. You go to school yeah, with no, kids' you ask, you're going locked up. You're, going to be locked yep. up like you're we'll gonna be locked up like Akon. You're gonna
2: be singing
0: that. Yo, you're gonna turn African? Oh real. <laughs> it's so bad now. Shout don't, out, don't play it phone up to the school to, to arrest you. It'd be like, hey, just doom,
2: dune, <laughs> that's wild.
0: I mean, it it's so quick now. Like the, if you if your kid tells a teacher or any authority figure out of school like, you put hands on them, you were going to jail.
2: I wish my you know kid what?
0: was. You better kill me.
2: <laughs> you better kill me. What's so Don't wild I'm coming back. So
0: many parents say that as a response, but then I'm like, you just added to the kid's case. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they told Look, me, if know. I tell you, they go, whoop well, my ass <laughs> when they get out.
1: No, you know what? So, um, so, uh, 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 Chantal, I, uh, my, I had, like, I grew up with like adopted and foster kids. Grow my my parents adopted and foster kids. So like it, it, it's because the way I look at it is like so I have two uh, young sons right now. I have a four and a two year old. When they get to the age and they want to come with the bullshit, I'm gonna look at them saying just like, "All right, go ahead and tell them what happened." Because when it comes down, I know where you're gonna go. You're gonna go into the foster system. Why don't you ask your uncle Desmond about that? Why don't you ask that? that, 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 that? You see how the foster system really works for you. You know what? I'm going to walk you down to I'm going to walk you down to CPS and we'll have a conversation with them. Take you off my hands. That's one less
0: mouth I got to feed. And they'll be like, "Wait, what?" No, no, no. <laughs> see see that. I that. No, y'all, y'all I I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> I need to stop this barrett because straight y'all
2: are. Them no, automatically. You are mm-hmm. creating
0: super villains. Because in the reason why I'm saying that is because I went through the same thing. My mom was like, oh, you think you're bad? Go outside, go in the streets and see how well you do. And I left it in a huff and puffing, got down the street. It was like nine o'clock at night. It's cold, it's sad. And I was like, this woman really let me walk out this house like this. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, nigga. oh, oh, the world is cruel as fuck. Even my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're on this podcast. No, exactly. <laughs> you're talking about, I'm trying to save
2: kids. But did nah, you man. die? Brandon, did you die?
0: My soul did.
3: <laughs> my soul did.
1: <laughs> Good, it needed to die a little bit.
2: You were thinking you were somebody you were not. no wait but back going back to her son we were talking about all the things that like has that he's gone through that traumatized him i think the one big thing though that triggered him was when his manhood was questioned yes he's what was he like eight years old a little boy but when his dad was like you're not a man you're not a man these clothes that's on your your your, on your body those shoes like i bought that until you can provide for yourself you're not a man and then when he threw him outside butt naked (laughs) do y'all remember that scene when he threw him outside butt naked was i felt Boom. like i died inside i was like oh he's not gonna come back normal after. exactly
0: that's <laughs> what i said like, we, he's false you know what's fucked up is chino probably had something similar happen to him that's like learned behavior uh, shit that's like learn yeah. behavior about As how true. i deal with like discipline and stuff right because the uh-huh. way he did like the way he was interacting with his son was very primitive it was like very yeah. much like i'm not gonna talk to my son about things that's why alexis is telling lisette you need to talk to your son because she's supposed to be the sensitive one, which, uh, you know, th- that's like gender dynamics and all kinds of stuff. We, we don't have time yeah. to get down that. But for me, I'm like, there's an opportunity, absolutely, for him to sit down with his son and talk through some of the shit. But clearly, Chino is, doesn't have the emotional intelligence to do that. And that's what's scary about these situations because you have broke people trying to raise children and now realizing that they're offsetting their trauma to these kids because they don't know effective ways to deal with that trauma from their past it's yeah. but
2: Broke you also have to that's right yeah. Yeah.
1: but you also have to put into perspective the fact that um because of the things that chino did and we and and his own behavior caused his son not to respect him and that's the, that's one of the major things because all of these things that happen that happen in the neighborhood they also also have them right in front of the son He's an earshot. He's seeing all of these things. He sees the way that he disrespects his mother. He sees the way that, you know, he's he's down there hooking up with Maggie uh, uh, downstairs. And he lets people talk about his mo- about his mother all that way. Mm. He kind of brought all of that on his on his on his self. So like yeah. when his son, you know, then, you know, you know, swells up his chest and's challenging him. He's like, he kind of put himself in a position where he doesn't have a leg to stand on. So the only way that he could gain back some of his respect was by doing something like that. Not saying that he's right, but I see how it got there, but that's, that's, that's because Chino isn't, isn't, isn't operating in a place where he needs, he should, he should be respected.
0: Yeah. And I think also the way that Chino disrespects the mom also reflects in little Chino's behavior towards his mom at times. Right. Exactly. He could be very dismissive towards her. And how old are they supposed to be? Are they in their early twenties or are they like not even in their twenties yet?
2: They seem like they're early twenties because the kid yeah, like the 20s. son was like eight and yeah, like the yeah. daughter's like what five, okay. if that,
3: four. Okay,
1: because there's still and the, young. and the baby was like one, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're still yeah. young. Uh also I want to shout out uh Tomas Melle, who played Lil' Chino. He doesn't really he doesn't act anymore. He only did two uh, film performances I've seen on IMDb, but I thought he did a really good job in that that kid actor role. Yeah, because it's really hard to find kid actors that are believable. And I bought one that he was their son, and two that he was dealing with the shit that he was dealing with and the way that he dealt with it. Like when we yeah. start having, yeah, because yeah, the way like, he
2: kind of sense. shut down. Yeah, yeah, the way you saw him shut down was a little bit like, oh, he shut, he shut down. Like you ever see those kids where like their parents are yelling at them and you could just see them check out i was like oh he's he's really method acting yeah. like yeah. he got this real uh yeah my godson
0: he, he deals because that's all his parents do is they yell at him and stuff and so mm-hmm. but like i to, like but sometimes like he doesn't handle like you know uh rejection or anything like that well and he thinks when he when he's done something wrong he'll shut down emotionally um, even if that means uh. like he lost that clue, he'll be like, well, I'm, I'm, no. I'm done for the It's over. I mean, to be fair, he did show us all of his clues by accident. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <my. laughs> He's like, I don't have that card. And then we're all like, well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you are losing.
0: <laughs> One time, the game before that, he also made a similar mistake where he, um because you know when you ask the question, it's like, oh, I think – so-and-so did it in this room with this, right? He The things he said were all the clues he already had checked out because he had those clues. So did he, after he asked the question, he's like, oh no, I already have that. And then we're like, well, okay, well. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I've never Chantal. played Clu, but I, I'll try to
2: play it.
3: <laughs> but go so back to my Chantal, question though about Lissette, oh, sorry,
0: Lissette and Chino. What are they doing now? Real, real world. What What are they doing, and how's the son doing? How are the kids? I think uh,
2: they're exactly like their their parents.
0: Mm. Are they still yeah,
3: together? I, I
1: th- yes. Okay. Yeah, because well, obviously uh, Chino's got some uh, major issues, and and part of it or is the fact that kids. He,
0: yeah, yeah. there's no way he um, doesn't have another kid out there the way he was fucking. If he had to write a double-sided page of things that he did with Maggie, you know he was doing that with other ladies in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, but but this is the thing, Maggie. I think is he learned that,
2: his lesson, though.
1: Yeah, mm. th- and that's that's accessible. That's accessible. She's also coming after him. That's that's part of you know the, the thing. It's coming just like
0: after him. Sorry, there's just there's okay. a song there. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 there isn't. No, 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 we're making a point here. Um, it, it's like so you have. Uh, a, a woman, you know, a, a beautiful woman, and she's and she's semi-successful, and she's throwing it at you. I think that's where he got he got in that space where he's just like,
0: where, where did you get the semi-successful? Her dad owns a, a corner store. That's not her being successful. Well,
2: because she's working with a music executive, so now she makes more money than him. I mean, oh, I you're successful. talking about
0: Lassette. Well, I thought you were talking no,
1: about no, Maggie. No no. no, no, no. I'm talking about Maggie. I'm talking about Maggie oh. right now. But we're we're gonna get in that. But but because. Uh, Chino, he was, he was a bike, he was a, he was a bike delivery person. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. father owns the, uh, owns that, uh, store and he's, right. and he's opening up another bodega. Her name is on the bodega. And so, uh, she may not be doing amazing, you know, as far as the grand scheme of things, but in the perception of that community, she, mm. her status is a lot higher mm. than everybody else's. I
2: get so what you
1: yeah, so the status symbol is high. She's throwing it at him. Everybody wants Maggie because she's got the tetas in the ass. So,
0: <laughs> she, was, she was bad as fuck. I mean, so if I, she? That she, I thought she was. But, you know, when you see that she smashed Angel and like, it, I think she fucked all those friends. They probably just kept it to themselves. Probably so. Probably I mean, so. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah it was weird there was like this whole but block there, a, there was chapter.
2: a line where she was like um you know he was he was my boyfriend so like did she get stolen from him like snatched from him because I was confused when she said that do you remember that
0: that makes sense as to why yeah she, she did say that that makes sense as to why Maggie's so vicious towards her like when she goes on uh yeah. welfare and then like Maggie's like I'll call wa- welfare f- and get you locked up and stuff like that she's a very spiteful person so that makes yeah. a lot of sense as to um, why she would be resentful? It's almost like a Vanessa Williams and Soul Food, you know.
3: Mm. She's like, we could have mm. been together,
0: but then my my sister took you, and it's okay, y'all happy. But then Faith <laughs> fucked my husband. <laughs> yep,
1: I was your lover and your secretary, working every day of the week. That was a oh, that was a hit. That was a hit.
2: Mm-hmm. It was. (laughs)
1: It was. (laughs) Um, So, all right. I I think that they're still together. I think they're still together. I think that them, you know, weirdly, them writing all the things that they did uh, with their in their sexual trysts, It it was allowed um, uh, Chino to let go because he was a problem. He was a problem. I, uh, it, it allowed, he knows and
0: everything like that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, so he it allowed him to let, uh, let go. And I think is that he, he's going to turn the page on being a complete spiteful fuck towards her. And I think that's how uh, I think that she's, she's going to go back to what she knows. Mm. And and because, you know, you can tell she loves him. Uh, oh, she yeah, just, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. She, you know, she just she just needed she need, and now that she has more and she's not relying on him, I think that that's going to lead to them having a better relationship uh, because he, he's now because he has another job that he's not in, you know, uh, working in that store anymore or working for uh, Maggie's father. I think that they're in better places financially, which they're in better places mentally. Overall, I, I think down the road, they're they're back together Ch- in six months,
0: at, at, at most. Chantal, what do you think? I
2: also want I also feel like we need to make sure that like she takes accountability, too, because I feel like she didn't have any boundaries, which is why she kept getting herself put in that position. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I'm no pick-me girl. But I do feel both of them were toxic to each other. Oh,
3: yeah. I wrote like, that I feel down like several times.
2: He, Yeah, I feel like he kept getting away with stuff because she kept letting him. And not saying like one is supposed to control the other, but I also feel like both of them had no boundaries and both of them had no respect for each other's relationships. Like, Mm. what are you doing, girl? Like your man isn't even working. Like, he's sitting on the porch outside with his friends talking about you and how you ain't got no papas. Like, what's happening here? Where's the respect? And your kids are seeing this. So I also feel like some blame has to go on her because it's like, you're allowing this to happen or you're not checking him. Or you're not letting him know that this is okay. So he's just kind of out here just doing his thing. I can like light-skinned Drake and... You know.
0: Ooh, that's like the third time drink has come
1: up. Santana <laughs> met him at a party. She didn't like it.
0: Oh, we lost her audio. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just
2: kidding.
0: I don't know. All right. So oh, yeah.
1: So I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. yeah, yeah. You go, you go. No, so, Chantal, you said earlier that you like, you know, that industry, you worked in that industry before, you know, you know, with the record execs and things like that. So how do you feel um, for, for one, the representation of the industry was and and how and how do you think that their, um, well, uh, Lizette and um, her boss, Mr. Price's relationship is going to move forward. Uh, from that uh, space where we ended uh, with them in the film?
2: I think everything was believable from her walking into that model room where she was like, obviously, the one that stood out the most out of everyone. I think that was very true um, to to Scope. Um, Also, the only thing that I thought was ahead of its time was her being an assistant to a music executive, being like the the girl who because to get a position like that it's kind of true like you must be sleeping with the boss and that unfortunately was the case back then it's like they would only hire you if you were good looking or they could sleep with you hence harvey weinstein era Mm -hmm. so yeah i know i think that was pretty true but i don't know i mean here's the thing i think the only thing that i didn't like about lizette and the relationship she had was like I didn't think it was true how much they scripted her as if she controlled the relationship. Like how she told him, like, you're not really, you know, sexy. I don't think that would really happen because Mm. she doesn't really hold any power in that dynamic. So I'm just thinking, like, if I put myself in that position, because I used to be in music and if I was if I was her, I would never I don't think I would have that power to be like, you're not sexy. And I'm sleeping with my boss and then also have the confidence to think that I had the same job the next day.
0: Mm. Mm, I think that she true. knew that that's like the way to hit the men though Cause she says it to Chino right yeah. and Chino's like I make st- crazy stupid love And then the white dude immediately is like I don't, I don't I'm not good at sex I, I'm hurt. i hurt I'm uncomfortable now I don't I don't I don't know I, I don't know And that's when you always know some bullshit's about to happen When a white guy stutters and says I don't know <laughs> like, It's nothing yeah. good's gonna come
1: after that Well but the thing is she didn't say you know I, I i guess i i still understand why it went the way it did uh but she said that you're not a very sexual person yeah. so they didn't say they're sexy they said you're not a sexual person and i think uh, he, was just
0: way- he was just thrusting straight wasn't doing nothing to yeah, stay. he lacked bubble. romance yeah. and passion
1: yeah. yeah the the it was a lack of romance and passion that she was mm-hmm. speaking to because like yeah he's doing something else and he's you know, I'm not gonna say he's pounding her out under the table because it didn't seem like any pounding was going on. You know, he was he was lightly he was lightly uh, thrusting her underneath the table. So like it, it just he he felt disconnected. So like I feel like that's what it felt that's what she meant by saying he wasn't a very he wasn't very sexual. Mm. But you know, I and, and but then that being said, this guy he's gonna he's gonna get butt hurt about it, much like Chino. Um, you know, because it's all about ego. The male But she didn't even make any thing.
2: sense to me. That didn't even make any sense to me. Like, why is it okay for him to do 22 things on his list, but he gets, like, flipped over the table so mad, and she did one thing, and she was like, we got even. It's just so weird to me how, like, the man's psyche is like, you did it. I'm like, you've been I, doing it.
4: I wrote that
0: down. I was like... <laughs> Because I guarantee you, because he was like, you sure you didn't do number 11? So I was like, you know, not to get too graphic, but I'm probably, I need to in order to like put this, uh, make this point. Either Go ahead. she swallowed or she, you know, took some nut in. Like, that's, what, that's, he, what, that's what he's saying. Like, you didn't do that with him, right? But he was able to do it with Maggie because that's why he thought that might be my yeah. baby. So I'm like, well, that double standard is so fucked up. But for him to confidently so complain weird. about it, that just shows, and that still happens. Like, yeah, well. Honestly, double it honestly, still happens and shit. Honestly,
1: I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with it, whether it's a nut or yada yada yada. I think it was anything that she didn't do with him that was gonna no, be right. no. anything beyond
2: that. I think it was, no, no, think no, it was no, his no. ego.
1: No, but that's but that's the thing. Anything that Lizette did uh, that he would thought that she he she did with another guy that she hasn't done with him. That's the thing that's gonna hurt him most. I, yeah. That's the stuff.
0: I mean, it still I, doesn't I, help. Like, it still like is zero points for Chino, right? Because no, 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 still, no. I'm not saying that. Yeah.
1: No, 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 I'm not. I'm not giving any points uh, of uh, for it. I'm just saying. But that's that's the mentality of somebody like that. Because it's like, wait. So you had sex with somebody. All right, fine. Yeah, sex with like. But wait. You let him do it in the butt. You never let me so do it in the butt.
4: What do you mean?
1: You let him do it in the butt? By all the times I've had, and so that's it's just like so obviously there's something yeah. about him that's better than that that's 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 more sexy than me. That you let him do that. That you wouldn't let me do it. That's what it was all about. Because he's so an ego weird. monster.
2: Yeah, it's so weird. It's it's like it's such a narcissistic thing to complain about. Like, really?
0: That's your issue? That's the issue. But that's what's, to your point, Chantal, which is actually really interesting. And maybe this was, um, you know, the Riot director Darnell's, like, intention to kind of talk about these toxic relationships and how they don't really improve. So, for me, I don't think that they're together, but I'll talk about that in a second. Because she's still coddling his ego. At the end, remember, he's like, is he better? Was he better to me? And then she's like, "Mm, let me think about it. She's teasing, but then immediately he's like, no. Right, and then he's like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah," like his ego gets a boost again. So even at the end, like it doesn't. I have yet to see the growth needed for them to be a long to make it long game, right? And I also don't think they made a long game because I think Chino probably got got by the kid who he whoops ass. Either by that kid or that kid's father, because remember that kid broke down crying in front of everybody. It's like you're not my dad, you're not my father. You can't hit me. I think Chino got either at the very least Chino got fucked up
1: really bad. So you say Chino, a picture of Chino's uh, spray painted on the wall in the Bronx. I, I think there's a, I, think,
0: I think there's a framed picture of Chino, and that that candle that his son threw is lit every night in in, in blessings.
3: I think that no, I think Chino has gotta like.
2: I always feel like when you're the tough kid in the neighborhood and you get beat by like a grown ass person, like you remember that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And he, and I remember when he was beating him, he was like, you're not my father. You're not my father. And everyone just staring at him like you get a public beating. I don't know. You'd be dumb to come back and try it again.
1: Yeah, it, it's over for you. You can't like. But yeah, that kid he had could a gun, come though.
0: That kid had a gun. And when you're yeah. high, yeah, and and the
3: gun
1: didn't help him. The gun didn't help him. He's yeah, so he so so caught the he so caught that leather on his. But ass. that's where
0: you get some sucker shit. I mean, think about it. How did Omar and the wire get got? He was just getting like some fucking cereal. He got. A good We're talking head. about
1: real life, Brandon. We're <laughs> no, this is still
4: life. fictional characters. Yeah, what no, are we talking? About? Brandon, these Brandon, are all Brandon.
1: fictional hold characters. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because uh, all right, you also got to put in a perspective. This is the Bronx in 1993. The fact is, not only did Chino get—I mean, did Chino beat that kid, but the other guys in the Bronx on the block grab that kid and oh, put yeah, him, up and him up, to the wall to catch yeah. that ass wow. yeah. So like that 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 is a community ass whooping. And again, there's a different these are different times. <laughs> exactly I remember I got my ass whooped by my neighbor up the block. What? You never said <laughs> yeah. that story? Oh yeah. Yeah my what neighbor
0: what was the follow up from that?
1: Well no because I because uh, I was out doing bullshit or whatever and my neighbor saw me and slapped me up and sent me home and then I got beat a second time. Uh. By my parents, they're just like, so Kenny called me and said that you are out there being an asshole, huh? I'm going to show you what kind of asshole it is. And then next thing you know, I got the belt. So I got two ass whoopers, <laughs> one by my neighbor and one by my father. Actually, no, three, because my mother got me before my father got me.
2: Oh, that's, that's the it. worst! You can't
1: you can't do that shit anymore. That shit doesn't happen. Well, yeah,
0: you can't get a triple ass woman. That's again with Foster's <laughs> super villains. Oh. With these nothing is going the right way. Guys.
1: Yeah, you can't we- catch the trifecta. <laughs> oh, you can't I'm get so sorry. Hands time three. <laughs>
3: right.
1: But I mean, but again, yo, know, this is this is the '90s, and and you're on the block, and you're call, and you're doing bullshit. This because you got to look how everyone's looking at it. It's like this kid is do is, is into is is pulling somebody's son into drug, you know, into drug sales, stuff like that. Something that's that's going to put his life in, in, in detriment. Right. So he gets a beaten on the street and this kid's sitting here laughing about it. And it's just like now you you are breaking down the source. Everybody's looking at just like that kid won't be uh, be trying to get little kids to do work for him anymore. Will they? Like they they just solve the problem. You know that right now, as mm-hmm. a you know, friend of the podcast, Jim Search and I were talking about it, uh, in Brownsville, the home of Mike Tyson, they are they are actually kind of trying to police a bit of themselves uh, by you know using like their own like community uh, uh, you know counselors and, and and things like that to solve problems because they're just like because once you call in the police, the police do what the police do. So but that was the way that things were before, because police were also terrible, even worse than they were. They are now in the 90s, you know, in New York. So therefore, people had to you know, take care of things on their own, you know, and solve problems. And that's what and it's starting to come back around again. A.K.A. if you're a young kid and you listen to this, you may start catching hands from niggas on your block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nobody's gonna say anything about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've seen it.
2: <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs>
0: I mean, all all I know is that, in my opinion, the these they're not doing great. Maybe the daughters, because they they were in no, uh, the, the, the
1: the small baby was a son. Oh, okay. So the youngest son and the
0: middle daughter, maybe they're okay. But little Chino, darkness is brewing there. Uh,
1: Honestly, I think that ass whooping on the street was probably the best thing that ever happened.
2: I was just going to say, and it's interesting that you think that the parents aren't doing okay, but the kids are. I think it's opposite. I think there's a lot of trauma that's probably going through these kids (laughs) as adults and their parents are just Happy and fine, living their life, They ask you for some grandbabies so
0: they can redo their
2: uh, raising kids a
3: better
0: way because they know they That's ask always them what they is right. Well, yep. The more a the more now they're old. I love that point, yeah. Chantel. Like I might use that in my a joke or something because the more a grandparent pushes or a prospective grandparent pushes for some grandkids, it's like oh, because you know how bad you fucked up. Yeah. The original batch. <laughs> <You're> like, Listen,
1: <laughs> I-, I told somebody the other day. I said, you know you know like yeah i'm getting I'm getting my payback from my son because um you know my mom says oh like you were a terror when you when you were a baby right so I'm getting that pay- uh, payback right now so but my mom is so nice and so friendly uh to my children, and that's because she's trying to just get into heaven now
0: oh, oh wow. Jesus, Justin. Yeah.
1: She Yeah, this this is her second. She's just like, you know what? I gotta fix this shit. <laughs> I gotta do right. It's like I'm trying to get into heaven. So like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so like I watch her with Jackson and Axel, and I'm just like, who is this woman? And I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the treatment that my children get from my mother because I wish she was that way with me. And don't and don't let don't let the good Lord come to me and ask me for a reference <laughs> on my mother because I ain't going <laughs> to. No, don't do that. Justin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brandon, Brandon, obviously these are jokes, but you th- really think I'm going to get a fucking I'm going to get a fucking ring from from fucking God himself and be like, hey, man, I know you. I know your mother just died. No, but uh how was she really? Come on, what do you think? That would be a letter wild, not?
0: Like, that'd be wild. That's actually really fucking funny, dude. What if we all got like reference checks in the afterlife to see decide which way we go? I am writing that down. <laughs> Anyways, uh
1: Hey, hey guys, just so you know, medium popcorn, uh Justin Brown
0: writes all Brandon's jokes. <laughs> Oh no, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be like a something. That's gonna be something. Um, but uh, Chantal, we were just uh, Justin was just sharing about his mom not getting a reference, a good reference for him from him in the afterlife, which is a whole other thing. That's, that should probably just be a podcast in its own. Like, just i back in whatever fuck <laughs> what you just said. But um, uh, we we are having some technical difficulties with our guest Chantal, um, but hopefully she can come back to to wrap it up with us um, in a bit. But, uh, Justin, we did get some Patriot thoughts on I Like It Like That. And remember, folks, when you sign for Patreon at patreon.com slash media popcorn, you were guaranteed to have your thoughts and mm-hmm. reviews read on the upcoming episode. So, first up, we have Sean yes, T. Boy. Who wrote, uh, haven't seen this in years, but I do remember enjoying it as a kid, which is wild because this ain't a kid's movie. That's true. Mm-mm. There's a lot of fucking and a lot of mm-hmm. Um Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and the crazy thing is when uh, Chino and... Um, and, and Lazette are, are are having sex at the beginning. Oh, you see him thrust. You see them cheeks, uh, you know, uh, press. Yeah, he's he's they're going in. Go on, Brandon. OK, uh,
0: <laughs> next, we have Chaz Ricardo Crawford, who wrote as someone who grew up in PG County uh, M.D. in the 80s and 90s. I'm 45. This movie was the closest thing outside of New York hip hop that became an entry point to the city. Whenever I think of the 90s NYC, I think of this movie. And because of that nostalgia, I I uh, still adore this film. All right. And then Brooklyn Shoe Bay wrote, I love this movie so much. I remember renting it a few times on VHS and eventually bought it. As a native New Yorker, this movie is so New York. Man, remember VHSs? That's when life seemed so complicated yet so simple.
1: Yep. Those are are good times, man. Stuff a piece of paper, you're going to record anything.
2: Man, I used to take the pencil and like re- Unrewind it just to get the because sometimes oh, a little yeah, paper corner yeah. would snag it. Mm-hmm. And those were the days. Kids don't even know.
0: They don't. They don't, they don't know what it's like dealing mm-hmm. with the crazy ass blockbuster clerk that takes his job way too seriously. He's like, "You did a rewind, so you gonna pay the fine." I'm like, "Sure, <laughs> you psychobab It's twenty five cents." Um, but uh, Justin, break down our rate system, baby.
1: Stop calling me baby. So, uh. Guys, we rate movies bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the xl for the exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. But we pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So we sat down and watched I Like It Like That, a 1994 film starring Lauren Velez. Thank you so very much, Lauren, and everything that you do. Uh, John Seda, Rita Moreno, and uh, Griffin Dunne yeah Yes. What you?
2: What am I giving? Popcorn level?
1: Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Or dog shit if you don't like it. What you what you what you got?
2: Wait, what, what are the options one more time?
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, a <laughs> small, small, me, and large. Small, me and large, and the an XL for the exceptional. And if it doesn't deserve um, any popcorn, it throws in the dog shit. I think Polly's she's gonna pile, give it a pile, popcorn, pile, popcorn.
0: Shit, I think a good
2: Oh, so, yeah, I'm definitely gonna give it a popcorn. I think this was. I'm going to say a large, because I think it was culturally important. And even though I know the director questioned why it was a romance, to me it seemed like ghetto romance, which I think is also culturally mm. relevant. And it was more authentic to like how people live then, versus me seeing, like Prince and Me, you know? So I'm going to give a large popcorn.
3: Mm. Yeah, okay. Three Brandon. More
2: stories like that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give this a large popcorn as well. I think it uh, is really solid. I, I mean, it's a toxic relationship, but at the same time, white people get to make movies like this all the time. If you see Blue Valentine, is <laughs> that much different than this in the toxicity and shit, right? Oh, is
2: a, that a, the right? one with Leonardo DiCaprio?
0: No, that's a Ryan Gosling, Michelle Williams
2: movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's like you know, you mm-hmm. see that stuff all the time, and I think that this is just a very good time capsule in New York City. Um, and we we heard that from our Patriot Thoughts um and the performances are solid it's, especially like you know the family i think that they did a really good job with that dynamic i think my only issue was griffin dunn but you know chantal according to you you're like i guys like that all the time are in the industry so maybe it was spot on um but yeah i think it's a really a good movie and definitely encourage people to check it out justin what's your rating
1: yeah i'm gonna give it a large as well i thought that it was um it seemed extremely authentic uh, authentic to some toxic relationships i've seen uh authentic to new york um you know also progressive in the fact that you have uh, the trans transgender sister alexis uh in here and and like it wasn't like yeah i mean some things you know under our uh, guys could seem like problematic but like it really was authentic to that time frame it was really uh but it doesn't feel like this is dated Uh, somehow in in a weird way this just feels like it it very much feels like the bronx parts of the bronx and like people i know in the bronx today have these weird kinds of relationships so like and also anytime i get to see you know one of my crushes lauren velez uh from back in the day in her hey i'm here
0: okay okay well there you have it folks our review and i like it like that Chantal, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Please tell our listeners how they can follow you and keep up with what you're doing.
2: Yes, um, thanks so much for having me on the podcast, you guys. I really, really enjoyed it. It was great. Um, And you can follow me on the Creative Technologist LA. Yes, I know it's a long word, but literally if you put it into Instagram, it pops up. There's only one black girl in pink, and that's me. Um, And also, if you are in the Los Angeles area, I am throwing an event for a new radio station called Sound by LA, where we basically just give a platform to music artists in the Los Angeles, Greater SoCal area. Our launch event is on the 29th, it's free. So make sure you check us out. And also we are on the radio every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time playing local radio hits, local artist hits, and artist interviews.
0: Let's go, nice. All right. And folks, you know, you can follow me at Frodo underscore Blackins on threads and Instagram. Uh, You can check out uh, our podcast and all the social media platforms at Medium P podcast. Go to Media for tickets for our live show on Friday, October 27th at Under St. Mark's Theater in the East Village. We're going to be reviewing Friday the 13th. Jason takes Manhattan because we're fucking Mm -hmm. taking Manhattan. It's going to be madness. Uh, You'll be able to see Justin, Tati, myself. Uh, live. We'll also be uh, selling live stream tickets, so be sure to get those, mediumpopcorn.com, and just how people to follow you, as well support the show financially if they choose to do so.
1: Guys, you can follow me at Jay Brown Did It on all the socials, and you can support this show on Patreon, patreon.com slash mediumpopcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages on there, so guys, if you like Uh, bonus episodes, you want a mini episode, you want our
0: entire backlog, it's all on Patreon.
1: So be sure to sign up to Patreon. Once again, patreon dot com slash medium popcorn.
0: All right. Thank you again, Chantal, so much for joining us and our, you know, dealing with our madness and everything. And folks, as always, leave a five star review on your favorite podcast application. We will read it on the show. But most importantly, like Justin said, patreon.com slash media popcorn. That's where the party's at. And we've been blowing uh-huh. up over there lately. It's been, it's been getting gangbusters. So be part uh-huh. of the community, get a shout from Idris Elba, and you'll have a happy day. Indeed. Well, yeah.
2: Hold on, right. you
0: should have started with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like to shout out Aegis too much because he and I have a contentious relationship. Our audience knows that, but yeah, you know, we, yeah, we, yeah. we get by.
3: We
2: get by. <laughs> All right, y'all.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Peace.
4: Peace. Bye. Medium popcorn. We are too and move ass. Yeah, Brandon Collins, that's me, and Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it, well we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses, or you phone.